No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 144, where David blesses the Lord for being his rock and prays that he would rescue him from foreign enemies. How happy are those whose God is the Lord. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. David was a mighty man of war, and some people might have a problem with that, but that's where he was when God called him, and, you know, he slayed Goliath. But how did he become such a wise and skillful warrior? Well, we see that in Psalm 144, a psalm of David. Blessed be the Lord my God, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. My loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. So David begins with a blessing, blessing the Lord his rock. Now, the rock is foundational. Wise is the person who builds his house on the rock, according to Jesus. The rock of God is unshakable. To David, Yahweh was his rock, and everything in his life was built on him. As David considered everything the Lord had done for him, what could he do but to bless God? He spoke of God training his hands for war and his fingers for battle. Now Moses called God a man of war, and from his youth David was a warrior, but he knew that it was God who trained him. He didn't come out of his mother's womb as a soldier. The Lord trained his hand for war and his fingers for battle. These were practical concerns. David was articulate with his words. He was the sweet psalmist of Israel. But his songwriting techniques would not help him slay giants. He needed to possess practical skills in the art of war. Now we are called to engage in spiritual warfare. We are also called to cooperate with the Lord in building his kingdom. We build and we battle, but it is God who trains us. Therefore, let us diligently put on the full armor of God so that we may stand in the evil day. The weapons we have been given are not of the flesh, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Where we are overwhelmed by the spiritual forces opposing us, God will train us for battle. Now, David lists seven metaphors for God. These are the ways the Lord had proven himself faithful to David. My loving kindness. David knew that at all times, God was pure loving kindness to him. Even in times of discipline, God's heart was one of love toward David. Those whom the Lord loves, he rebukes and disciplines. My fortress. To where could David flee when the enemy pressed in and the arrows were flying round about him? The Lord was his mighty fortress, even more trustworthy than the walls of Jerusalem. My high tower. The high tower was the place of observation and the last stronghold to be defended. The Lord was David's high tower, 
for he could see everything the enemy was plotting and would give David wise counsel. My deliverer. David knew that it was not his own war skills that delivered him, but that the Lord was his deliverer. My shield. Now in the full armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, the shield of faith will quench every fiery arrow of Satan. The Lord is our shield about us. Next, David says that the Lord was the one in whom he took refuge. Now, when David was a fugitive from King Saul for about 10 years, where could he hide? Where could he go for refuge? Only to the Lord. Have you found the Lord to be your refuge in times of trouble? Is he your hiding place? Finally, David says, who subdues my people under me. David looked around at his army and all the people whom God had given to serve him, and he knew that he could not make them serve him. It was the Lord who subdued the people beneath David's leadership so that he could govern them. David knew that the Lord was all these things to him and so many more. No wonder he spent so much time praising him. Verse 3, Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him or the son of man that you are mindful of him? Man is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Why should God show David such favor anyway? In fact, what is man that God should be so mindful of him? We are mere dust specks in a vast universe. There are billions of stars in our Milky Way galaxy and billions of galaxies, each with billions of stars. So who are we that God should be mindful of us? And yet Jesus said that even the hairs of your head are numbered. That's how intimately God is acquainted with you. David said, man is like a breath. Now Daniel said to King Belshazzar of Babylon that the Lord held his breath in his hand. Breath is so fragile. And when we stop breathing, we die. David said his days are like a passing shadow. Compared to the eternal God, all our days are like a shadow passing in a single afternoon. Our lives come and go and who remembers their days? Bow down your heavens, O Lord, and come down, touch the mountains, and they shall smoke, flash forth lightning and scatter them, shoot out your arrows and destroy them, stretch out your hand from above, rescue me and deliver me out of great waters, from the hand of foreigners, whose mouth speaks lying words, and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. David prays that God would deliver him from his enemies in these eight ways. First, he says, bow down your heavens and come down. He pictures God just stooping down to deliver him from his enemies. He says, touch the mountains so that they would smoke. That would be reminiscent of when God did come down to Mount Sinai in the giving of the law and there was fire on the mountain and smoke. He says, flash forth lightning and scatter them. Now, this is the proverbial lightning bolts from heaven that God would send against the enemies, you know, and this actually did happen on a few occasions. Shoot your arrows. The Lord has many arrows that he can use to remove our enemies. He may shoot them with the arrows of conviction. He 
told Saul of Tarsus that it was hard for him to kick against the goads, were not these God's arrows, his pricks aimed at bringing conviction of sin and repentance to the heart of this persecutor of the church? Stretch out your hand, rescue me, deliver me out of great waters. You know, when the enemy comes in, he can come in like a flood of great waters. And so David was saying, Lord, deliver me out of those great waters. And from those whose mouth speaks lying words, whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. It can be very vexing to deal with people who are liars and how we need God's help and discernment in knowing truth from the lies. I will sing a new song to you, O God. On a harp of ten strings, I will sing praises to you. The one who gives salvation to kings, who delivers David, his servant, from the deadly sword. Now, David loved to sing songs to the Lord, and he would sing a new song, a fresh expression. I believe that that is important. You know, when I do a message on Sunday, I want to bring forth fresh bread to the people and put out fresh bread before the Lord. And this was the idea, something new to the Lord that David would write. And he loved to do this. He was just passionate about expressing praises to God in song. For God is the one who gives salvation to kings. Now, David was skilled as a warrior, but he knew that it was the Lord that ultimately gave him victory over the enemy and delivered him from the deadly sword. Rescue me and deliver me from the hand of foreigners whose mouth speaks lying words and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. He, he repeats this. That God would rescue him from these liars. So it obviously bothered him. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as pillars sculptured in palace style, that our barns may be full, supplying all kinds of produce, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our fields, that our oxen may be well laden, that there may be no breaking in or going out, that there be no outcry in our streets. So David just desired the best for his people These are the blessings of the righteous. These are the covenant blessings that God promised to Israel if they would keep his covenant. Their sons would be as plants, planted by God, strong, sturdy. Their daughters as pillars, like pillars in the temple or in the palace. And I can think of no greater blessing than that. As I look at our son and daughter and how they love the Lord, serve the Lord. There's nothing greater than that. Barns full. So plenty of food for years to come. Uh, Supplying the produce. It's God that gives a good crop, that gives the blessing. Sheep bearing thousands. So they, they would be fruitful there with their livestock and oxen well laden, strong, sturdy, ready to plow the fields. No breaking in or going out. Now, that would speak of the enemy breaking in, breaching the walls, building siege works, coming into the city, 
Taking them captive would be going out. Of course, David prayed this wouldn't happen, but years later it would happen because they would turn from the Lord and worship idols and God would take them into Babylonian captivity. Finally, he says, no outcry in our streets. And that could happen because of a siege work being built against them where there would be famine. And again, that did happen. And it happened again in 70 AD as the Romans came against Jerusalem. But those things happened because they were disobedient to the Lord. And so uh, that was the result. But David prayed, Lord, these are the blessings that come to those who are righteous. And, And while they may not all apply to us physically, Certainly they do spiritually. Those who trust in the Lord have great spiritual blessings and riches that God pours out into their lives. And and he also gives us a lot of material blessings also. Verse 15, I love this, sort of caps it all and is the theme, I believe, for this psalm. Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. And that would be my prayer for all of us, that God would be our Lord, that he would be the one to whom we look to, the one we seek, the one we love, the one we obey, that his blessings may be freely poured out into our lives and through us into the lives of others. You've been listening to Simply the Bible. The Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalms 145, where David speaks of all God's works, praising him for his unsearchable greatness. He is near to all who call upon him in truth. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.